Welcome back to DMR. Thank you for tuning back in. Much obliged. So I hope you had an awesome Christmas and a fantastic new year. It is the 2nd of January, which means we've got another massive year of film. There's some big titles that are coming out, which I'm pretty pumped for. I'm sure you are as well. I hope you did tune into my top 10 2022 movie list if you haven't seen it go back and check it out on youtube or on the podcast forums and the way of water or avatar did make it into the top 10 list where it ranked you'll have to go back and watch that clip as i mentioned so 13 years 13 years is a hell of a long time for us as audiences to wait for the sequel to the blockbuster avatar so it's not as long as the wait that we had for top gun or top gun maverick to come out i think that was 36 years so when you weigh that up 13 years isn't a great deal of time however you can tell when you watch this screen why james cameron took his sweet time with making sure that this follow-up was as good as the first so let's go through it all but let's discuss DMR's main sponsor, which is Manscaped. So here we go, the performance package 4.0. We've got the lawnmower version for awesome trimmer below the waist, all over the body, you name it. We've also got the weed whacker. This is an awesome little tool as well for the ears and the nose trimmer. Very, very handy. Of course, we've got the crop preserver and crop reviver, part of my daily hygiene routine now. We've also got the magic mat there as well to clean up all of your mess in the bathroom. We've also got the shared travel bag to take all of your goodies in it. Plus, we've also got the Manscaped Boxer Bruce. Very, very comfortable. So make sure you use that promo code for 20% off. So we've got 14 or 15 years that have now passed since the original events of Avatar. We had Sam Worthington playing Jake Sully, who was disabled in combat. His twin brother was killed in combat as well, or killed on his way to Pandora. And he's basically given a second chance to walk again, where he is teamed up with some Marines on that planet who can get him into the local population of the Na'vi, which are a humanoid, alien, blue-looking type species they're very very tall so they can basically tap into this avatar's body with their own memory and then they can interact with the locals down on pandora and they have to move them out of their habitat because the humans or the sky people are basically mining for a very rare and expensive rock or mineral 
that is a form of renewable technology or energy. So that's basically the synopsis for the first one. Jake Sully falls in love with Natiri, played by Zoe Salander, and then betrays his own species and all hell breaks loose with the main general or colonel, which is Quadditch, I think it is, in a massive cataclysmic battle of good and evil with humans versing the Na'vi, and it all goes pear-shaped for the humans, and they are sent packing back to Earth, which is dying. So that's basically the plot of Avatar. So in this sequel, we've got Sam Worthington who comes back and he is now a father with Natiri. He's got four kids. I think it is. Some of them look like they're blends between humans. They've got five fingers and whatnot. So he's a family man now. He's got dreadlocks and he looks pretty cool and pretty chilled as well. So we don't see that same Jake Sully where he was learning everything in the first one. He is basically a father now and it's up to him to protect all of his family and his people. And of course, the Sky People do return. It all happens very, very quickly at the start of the movie, which I quite liked. It wasn't too boring in terms of how they set it all up and the reason why they're there you find out in the middle of the movie. I'm not going to go into too many spoilers about that. However, they come back and they can no longer be in the forest and they have to basically pick up everything and move down to the waterways with the water Na'vi and we get introduced to a massive aquatic world which is the brainchild of James Cameron. So in the first Avatar, the forest was just incredible to have a look at with all the animals, flora and fauna, all that jazz that we saw up on the screen. It was an amazing experience back in 2009. So now we are introduced to the waterways of Pandora, which basically the way I can put this movie is you're sitting in a very expensive fish tank for about three hours and it is goddamn well good to visit such a fish tank. It's an amazing world. You can just picture, you've seen it in the trailer, the waterways look immaculate. The CGI in this has improved, I will say. I did see it in 3D as I mentioned, however, I do remember that the graphics were a bit better looking back in 2009, whether it was because it was the first time I saw Avatar or that style of movie, that might have been the reason why I kind of think that or it could have been a different cinema product or cinema line that I saw the first one in. But for some reason, I felt that the 3D aspect of it was better in the first. However, I'm sure that the normal screening will look just as amazing as well. So we are introduced to all of these waterway Na'vi, and they spend a hell of a lot of time basically setting up all of the different animals to ride. I think there's a version of the screaming banshees which are underwater. You've also got a swordfish looking creature that can kind of hover and fly out of the water. And then you've got these massive whales as well where they're basically in touch, or the locals I mean, with their lifestyle and their ways of basically singing underwater and all that jazz. It's very family orientated with that particular style of creature, the whale I mean. 
But James Cameron has a massive message in this that basically humans are destroying our own planet. And when I say our own planet, I mean Earth here in the real world, not in the movie with basically wailing themes in this particular film and it really does pull on your heartstrings when you see some of the scenes that Cameron comes up with in this particular film. It really does hit home. You really do care about these animals and these people despite them being fictitious that what us as humans are doing to the world, whether it's climate change or whether it's the extinction of a hell of a lot of species, it really does send a hard hitting message. So you've got some very cool returning cast members. We've got Colonel Quaritch, I think that's how you say his name. He returns from the first one. I'm not gonna go into too many spoilers about how he's in this movie, how long he's in this movie for, or if they are just flashbacks, but the way they bring him back in and his involvement at the start of the film and basically what information we're given as the audience is very, very cool. I really loved what they did with this guy returning and how they made that happen. Very cool stuff there. We've also got Sigourney Weaver. She does return as a new character. I'm not gonna to say too much about her, but she does a fantastic role in it as well. So as I mentioned, we've got the humans or the sky people, they have returned. They are hunting a very new style of energy or a very precious thing to them. And we've got some new tech from the humans or the sky people. A lot of the places that we saw in the first film were based in the forest with a lot of those scorpion, those flying helicopters. They are in this film. However, they are not in it as much as the first. And we had that massive ship with a dragon on the side of it. In this one, because we are based on the water, we've got a huge hovercraft style of boat that is manned by a sea captain so to speak, I'll grab his name up here on the screen. He is an Aussie actor, you'll know him very well. And they are basically hunting whales in this particular film. So I won't go into too much after that. So that all ties in with the Na'vi of the waterways and them protecting their much beloved animals that they have a very cool and unique understanding with in the film. And whilst all that's happening, Sam Worthington is basically trying to save his family from the sky people returning. So again, 14 years has rolled around. So he's got four kids, a few of them are teenagers. So in terms of the plot and whatnot, it all works very well. I am probably nitpicking in terms of these few items. So I had an issue with some of the noises that the animals or the aquatic animals were making, very similar to a dolphin. It's also similar to the lizard in Spider-Man No Way Home where they gave him the same noise as a T-Rex, you don't need to do that. These animals have the same noise as a dolphin, so just find your own style of noise for a particular animal. You've also got Sam Worthington's kids, there's four of them. I felt that their plots in the film, there was a lot to keep up with, the subplot, so it can be hard when it jumps from that many children in the film. They probably could have done away with maybe one or two of them and focused on that, but I understand why they are in it for as long as they are. 
Then also the setup time with riding these new aquatic animals, just like they did with the flying banshees in the first one. I felt that was probably about 20 minutes too long. So now we come to the pros and cons section of the review. So the pros, 13 years is a long time for us to wait as an audience. However, the cinematography and CGI is just immaculate. It's award-winning. You can't fault it really. When you're watching this thing up on the screen, especially the waterways and how they interact with all the animals, it just looks amazing, seriously. It's very, very, very cool when you finally get to see the second chapter in James Cameron's Avatar. The plot works pretty well for most of the time. I really did love how they use the returning characters as well. Of course, Sam Worthington as a father, that hit home for me because I'm a new dad as well, the little two-year-old boy. So it kind of pulled me in and I understood why he was doing what he was doing to protect his family in the film. Natiri is awesome at the end of this film. There's a particular fight scene where it did remind me of one of the generals in 300 when he loses a particular member that's alongside him and it is basically a blood-fueled rage. She absolutely knocks it out of the park. So all in all, I felt all those aspects were very good. Again, with the cons, I'm probably nitpicking with about 20 minutes to be cut out of that whole water world or animal riding scenario we've also got a few subplots with the kids that probably could have been trimmed down and to get some original sounding sound effects with some of the animals probably would have been good as well most of them do have their own sounds however there was one or two that were very familiar so the verdict 110 percent i'm giving this my number one rating go and see it on the big screen again i'm not too fussed whether you would go and see with the 3d glasses on or a normal big IMAX theater. They'll both work very well. But again, I thought the original was better in 3D, maybe because it was the first time that I was viewing it. So thank you for tuning in to my review for Avatar The Way of Water. So apparently the next one is coming out in 2024. Will we see a different style of Na'vi? Now we've seen the forest, we've seen the waterway people. Will there be a lava version or a volcano version of the Na'vi? That'd be pretty cool to witness. So again, massive year ahead. We've got some new sponsors to announce in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. And as always, I will catch you on the Menjay. So thank you for tuning in to my review for Avatar The Way of Water. Incredible follow-up. Do me a massive favor. Join the family and smash on that subscribe button. Cheers.